what's the film about? What's it really about? What genre does it hit? What is really being said? What's really being seen? That's what you're talking about. Hello and welcome to episode 3 of the Intermission podcast where we discuss pop culture, content, anything out there that's getting us excited. I am Nitin Sundar and I am once again joined by my good friend Narendra also known as Dodi. Hello Dodi, what's up at your end? Hey Nitin, good to catch up again. I'm glad we have got out a couple of episodes. This has been fun. Let's continue to do this. It has uh I've I quite enjoyed re-listening to our uh, episodes on Quentin Tarantino and we've got fairly interesting reactions from friends and family. Let's get on with uh, this week's episode then. Uh we'll start off talking about things that we've been watching, things that we've been enjoying. What have you watched recently, Dodi? I have watched uh, Vikram Veda, the new Hrithik Roshan Saif Ali Khan uh, remake of the Tamil movie Vikram Veda made by Pushkar and Gayatri. एक कहानी सुनाएं सर आप और हम बिल्कुल एक जैसे हैं सर और एक दूसरे के फजे से सवाल सही गलत का है लाइन किस तरफ सही है और लाइन किस तरफ गलत So I watched not, this last week. You not watch the uh, original Tamil version, right? I have not watched the original. So uh, I watched so this that's, last week that's and That's perfect symmetry because I have not watched the new Hindi version, but I did watch the Tamil one and I must say I was very impressed by it when it uh, came out what 4 years yeah. 5 years back. Yeah. Yeah, um so I enjoyed it. I thought it was very well written. You know, it's it's a complete entertainer, full on masala, action is good. The story is extremely gripping. I did feel at some points I was a bit more disappointed because I thought it could have been better than it is uh, in the sense that the movie is not as good as the screenplay uh, makes it to be but we can get into that on the overall uh, fun of the movie it's very entertaining uh, Hrithik is really good Saif not so much we can talk about that later but you know I think it's a good uh, return for uh, Hindi movies on the big screen between Brahmastra and now this whether or not Burma's this particularly good at least it's making some money uh, and i think with kambeda is also doing i did not ah okay no it's okay you can admit think, to it if you did <laughs> yeah yeah i did not and uh, now i can use the easy excuse also of uh, well not every uh, desi movie gets released in portugal so i'll have to wait or whatever that being said bramastra was released and i wasn't that interested in watching it so. <laughs> <laughs> there you go Why don't you tell me a little bit about uh, the Tamil version and maybe we can get into uh, compare and contrast. Or kada solta sir. What really stood out in the Tamil version was uh, I mean quite easily Vijay Sethupathi's character. So he plays Veda the gangster in the original Tamil version. This was uh, still very much in the glory years I would say of Vijay Sethupathi, right? He was uh, broadly still anchoring movies entirely by himself and every movie of his was a very interesting offbeat take, right? He is a very unconventional hero. I'm just going to quickly jump in. Are you uh, implying that his glory years are over? Uh, I am coming to that. Or at yes. least, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am coming to that. Huh. Right. So uh, I wouldn't say his glory years are over, but but yeah, before we get there, 
this was back in the time when he was just doing interesting stuff right off the cuff uh, he would mm-hmm. one day be doing a movie such as this one where he's a, a you know a serious badass gangster uh, who also has a streak of humor uh, about him and he would also do a movie like kadalum kadan the bogum a romantic comedy of sorts uh there was andavan kattalai where he plays you know a regular guy who is stuck in the bureaucratic machinery and it's you know it's like a slice of life kind of movie uh and every movie that he was doing was interesting right now why i say his glory yeah. years were back then and not now is because uh, he pretty much i think signs signs on to any project that you know that <laughs> yeah. comes his way now he's done mm-hmm. way too many multi star projects i think he just likes being in big prestige projects so he's been beaten up now by vijay by rajnikanth and by kamal hasan that's a bit too much yeah. <laughs> it's okay to play the antagonist once or twice but this is not the conventional leading man route at all right so yeah yeah this i what you're saying this kind of this what i like to call the standard irfan khan nawazuddin siddiqui trajectory right you start off as an interesting actor you get all these roles where you get to pop and then slowly you start getting put uh, cast directly against the big heroes for some kind of a overdone villainous type of role and you know you're no longer really doing interesting stuff but you're really cashing paychecks yeah and in uh, vijay sethupati's case uh, i don't even know if it is so much for the paycheck i just think he's still so yeah, much of a, he still considers himself an outsider i guess because mm-hmm. he did reach that stage where you know he was being spoken of in the same breadth as say vijay and anajit uh, right yeah. up there with the top heroes i don't think he took himself as seriously as uh, some of the other big heroes do so when uh, you know there was rajnikanth project uh, peta where you know they wanted him to come on um obviously not as the main protagonist he was more than willing to do it and he speaks about it saying oh it's a rajnikanth yeah. movie how can i say no to it yeah. and then yeah. you know and then there was master where it was a vijay movie then there is vikram where you know there are 25 heroes and he he happens to be the villain who gets beaten up which is all fine but i also think he he sort of exhausted some of the tricks yeah. that he had up his sleeve it's become a bit repetitive now he's put on a lot of weight and the mainstream movies uh will want you to just overdo one of your particular ticks or whatever it is right so it becomes like one note as well uh, i think people start to get tired of what actually made you interesting in the first place yeah the unpredictability uh, of it all it, it is unfortunate right I, and and i hope uh, somebody writes a role specifically for vijay sethupathi and helps him to go back and rediscover that glory phase and and really vikram veda was probably you know right at the start or i would say the center point of that glory face if i go back and drop parallels right uh, rithik roshan obviously playing this role before watching the hindi version i find it tough to imagine that rithik would be able to uh, you know do justice to what uh, vijay sethupathi did in the original i go back to either uh, and yuva right back in 2003 mm-hmm. or 2002 whenever that came where madhavan played the uh, the role of uh, inbashekaran right which is the yeah the, one of the three the rowdy the uh, rowdy yeah which then yeah. abhishek bachan uh, uh, replicates in the hindi version which back then was considered by many as abhishek's breakthrough performance yeah. and i remember watching both those movies and thinking okay if this is abhishek bachan's breakthrough then it, yeah. i found it significantly wanting compared to what madhavan yeah. did in the tamil version so so yeah i would be interested people, to know people what, tend what to confuse uh, a well written role with an actually well performed role right i think I that yeah. that's the that's the example there abhishek's role there was more well written than it was really well performed so at some point it's competence that you at least 
don't really screw up what's written on the page and you come off yeah. as much better than you would otherwise be right yeah interesting parallel there because uh, either it uh, had madhavan and uh, here you again mm-hmm. have madhavan in the tamil version yeah. playing the straight role madhavan was okay and from whatever i've read i believe saif ali khan was also okay okay in, in yeah it's largely the same right i can yeah. i guess the roles again are written in a particular way where it's uh, it's easier for the veda role to shine over the vikram role just because yeah. of the complexity in it uh let's just talk a little bit about the story itself so vikram veda is a cop and gangster story but it's really based on the vikram betal how do you call it folk tales i guess folk the tales parable. right, right? it's not, yeah. this guy vikram was uh, the king i think and he was trying to get something i completely forgot even the first 5 minutes when they <laughs> do that whole narration but basically you have uh, betal who sits on his uh, shoulder like the devil and or yeah. uh, the angel or whatever and keeps uh, feeding him stories and ends each story with a moral conundrum as the as vikram answers each of these moral conundrums he realizes that life is a lot grayer than he thinks it is it's not dharma is not as you know the idea of dharma and the idea of right and wrong is not so clear so uh, they've basically taken this idea and adapted it put it onto a storytelling structure within the movies themselves hrithik actually does a very good role i think hrithik uh, he's a competent actor obviously uh, yes. he can handle uh, uh even more complex roles if uh, needed i think it's interesting to for a minute talk about since we're talking about casting uh you know who was originally cast in that role uh no i have no idea who who had actually agreed amir aha so amir okay. khan was supposed to play that role he had actually agreed to do it and then uh, he got on to uh, i think lal singh chadda and amir doing of course one film at a time kind of scenario that uh, pushed back vikram vedas whole uh, schedule so then they went and uh, recast him with hrithik uh, otherwise this movie would have come out maybe 3 years later and it would have had amir in that role to be fair i don't know that it would be a, would have been a lot uh, different uh, the it's really the role that's very strong as far as veda is concerned yeah for me i want to talk a little bit about compulsion that comes with filmmakers when they need to glorify the hero on screen right so my disappointment with the movie really comes from the fact that the story is so strong it's quite compelling there are lots of twists and turns and the questions are interesting right every time he says should you punish this person for something wrong or do, should you punish that person to punish a perpetrator of, of a of a wrong or do you punish the instigator of a wrong right so where yeah. where does it start those questions are interesting and well done and i think that pushes the movie through quite well but the problem is uh, every now and then you slow down for unwanted slow motion sequences of somebody uh-huh. walking into a room flicking a gun and it's not really necessary right your story yeah. is strong I, i you can resort to those crutches when you have a weak story when you have your standard masala pot boiler that is just good versus bad one hero beating up 50 weird villains sure that time you want to have slow motion you want to have all sorts of uh, you know insert shots of one foot coming into frame one hand walking into one hand swinging into frame and all of that here i just felt it was unnecessary and i was like have some more faith in your storytelling interesting take interesting take i feel this is what makes indian movies uniquely indian the fact that it doesn't matter how strong the story is right like they will do this because and and yeah, i mean i i agree true. with you they they will do it even if it's the story a, is bad they do it all the yeah. time 
they but, need to do it if the story is bad but if the story yeah. is good i'm like why resort to these crutches it's just but a even, pet peeve of mine that's my disappointment it's not saying no, the movie is bad no, yeah, but yeah. even a, even a bahubali for instance right which obviously yeah. is a fantastic story uh, and mounted yeah. beautifully they yeah. spend their time doing the slow mos yeah. and uh, you know the but, mass moments right? yeah but it is there it is should, meant to be mythic and it's meant to be larger than life comparatively I, i get what you're saying and it's true in yeah. all indian movies in general but at least bahubali is meant to be larger than life whereas this is not if you say gritty crime drama if that's how you're going to define this huh. then gritty doesn't really lend itself to cool slow motion shots uh, and i actually rewatched uh, the tamil trailer after coming back uh, from the from watching the hindi movie and i found there were a few there as well madhavan walking past frame you know rotating the gun among, through his fingers flicking the gun and i was like okay fine if this is not It's one thing to say you moved to a larger budget and you had to satisfy maybe bigger egos and therefore oh. you want to give everybody a moment. Yeah. Uh, so you might have done more of it, but you already were doing it in the first case. So which Actually, is fine. I guess that's it, the storytelling yeah. approach. The original is is unabashedly a, a mass masala movie as well. There's absolutely no doubt about that. In fact, I think the the most memorable moment in the movie. I'm obviously recalling this from many years back. is uh, mm-hmm. the intro shot of uh, of vijay sethupathi when he walks into the uh-huh. police station i don't know if the same thing happens mm-hmm. in the hindi mm-hmm. version as well where he walks uh, into uh, basically surrendering himself to the cops and madhavan and uh, team walk down a, a staircase, staircase to you know with yeah. with guns pointed at him and you have that blaring score in the background which is which was pretty cool i don't know again if the same soundtrack was used here uh but that was i thought Very it was a very a heightened uh, moment uh, of you know yeah. uh, of cinema i also loved the uh, i mean the, the plot that's your, is okay that's I mean, your seven kind of scenario right where your seven species walked into exactly. the and uh, everybody yes. else in the police station standing around uh sorry because you brought up the score so i think it's mostly the same score i saw it with another friend mutual friend of ours who uh, who has seen the tamil version and seem to remember him saying that the most of the score is mostly the same it reuses the same elements uh but yeah, i also had problems with like the score just being two telegraphing of every moment yeah 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 you know telling us everything again these are yeah i'm going to come off as uh, too uh, <laughs> elite here but these are all standard uh, desi yeah. filmmaking tropes if i were to think of hollywood and what movie comes closest uh, maybe to uh, vikram veda i would probably say heat because you have a cop you have two big stars uh, and you have don't. a gangster it's a bit of a uh, you know a, a cat and mouse chase between the two of sorts of sorts right I, obviously there is no direct okay. uh, comparison but i i get your point i would say uh, there's no indirect also but it's fine we'll we'll come to that separate no, I'm, but I'm, okay I'm, sure what i'm any any let's pick any cop and robber movie as a parallel yeah. sure yeah uh, but but just the way heat was done right it obviously had two massive stars mega stars yeah. it doesn't mm-hmm. stop for slow motion replays <laughs> it doesn't yeah. do all of that so yeah, yeah clearly that's a that's a storytelling style yeah see our storytelling style is about melodrama is about uh, showing and telling not show don't tell we are also telling at every point like we are narrating right the entire all of our epics were oral tradition narrated so we always want to also talk about how great our hero is within the movie instead of just showing how great he is right somebody some side character to say sir what a great job you've done or something whatever right you you always have that nonsense but that's that's i guess that's 
it's fine that's part of our storytelling it's just to me it becomes a unnecessary crutch if the story doesn't require melodrama you want melodrama you have like uh mythic stuff happening on scene sh- on screen sure but yeah. uh, if not try yeah. to tone down on those and really make the gritty type and it's not like these haven't been done right if you uh, i would suggest you watch have you seen parinda which is vidubino chopra's no i've not crime drama from before you should watch that jackie anil madhuri all at the peak of their powers i would okay. say 1993 94 maybe i I mean there have been gritty crime dramas done not just in Hindi cinema but even in uh, Tamil where you didn't need to resort to this. Now, the best example I can think of is uh, Kurudi Punal which I think we spoke there about a few days back. Yeah. Uh, definitely a movie you should watch. Uh, it's it is you a mean Drokal of, the original. It is a remake <laughs> of Drokal which I have not watched but yeah maybe on a later episode uh, we yeah. will again do this where you watch the Hindi yeah. version and I watch the Tamil version. But uh, yeah that's a movie that is very much treated the way you would have you would prefer it to be treated despite having Kamal Hasan uh, hemming it and yeah. you have Arjun as well who plays the uh, mm-hmm. you know the second cop his friend uh, so you have yeah. two big stars in that movie in the Tamil version and but you don't have you know slow mo uh, yeah. you yeah. don't have music and you don't have any songs in that movie so it's one of those rare indian movies early indian movies that did away with songs right at least in yeah. tamil i think it was the first one yeah. but uh, but even in hindi right the cast was entirely non star it was everybody from national school of drama right you had all the right. ompuri amrish puri Uh, Anu Kapoor you had uh, Ashish Vidyarthi who was just starting to come up as a uh, character actor in uh, Hindi movies I can't remember some of the other names but pretty much your standard go to we need some character actors here of that time right it yeah. it didn't even have stars that's the other thing right i guess you can only do this if you have the stars and you want to portray them as stars if you're not if the intention is not to portray them as a star you will anyway tone it down and yeah because audience is not going to accept some random nobody getting a slow motion let's also <laughs> right yeah. that also happens so uh but yeah that's that's hindi that's hindi and desi cinema for you right maximalist yes. larger than yes. life everything is bigger everything is turned up to 11 now that you mention it right and i think a little bit more about vikram veda It actually came out in 2017. I remember now exactly where I watched it, the original Tamil version. The reason a lot of us, uh, at least uh, you know, Tamil movie watchers, were very excited about this movie was, it was a rare movie that had two heroes or other two big stars together in it back then, right? If I now think about it, since 2017 to where we are now in 2022, the multi-star or concept in Tamil cinema has actually taken off to the next level. uh and i think i can't think of a better example than vikram which came a few months yeah. back which has like pretty much every hero <laughs> in tamil cinema right uh, yeah. and then you and now you have ponniyan selvan which just came out which we'll talk about briefly uh again multiple heroes in that and and you had peter which had multiple actors you had master mm-hmm. which again had two heroes um i think it was a very novel concept back then and I, that was yeah. one of the reasons we loved that movie uh, I, i think it's time to Uh, probably go back to not having multi-starers or so many multi-starers <laughs> in Tamil cinema. It's it's really been an overdose. But since we were talking about slow motion shots, right? Uh, quick trivia question for you, Dodi. Can you yeah. tell me the movie in which not only is there a slow motion mass moment, but there is an action mm-hmm. replay. There is an action replay in slow motion of a mass moment. Mm-hmm. And you, you might, I, I think you would have seen this also. Yeah, it's a Tamil movie, so there you go. Okay, I think this might have been done again. 
uh, I feel like the way you've described it sounds like maybe a couple of other movies, but I don't know which one you're talking about. So go ahead. I, I don't oh, have I'm, an answer. Okay, the one I'm talking about is Vishwarupam, where there is a there is a oh, yes. Kamal Hassan's film in which there is a transformational yeah, yeah. moment in the middle of the movie. I think it, the build up to mm-hmm. that it's it's a fairly it's an interesting movie. Yeah. <laughs> the build up to this transformation yes. moment, uh, which happens one hour into the movie, is pretty cool. Yeah, there is a shootout in a go down uh, where Kamal mm-hmm. Hassan transforms from a meek. Uh, whatever into dance, you know super dance teacher yeah ah, yeah he dance he's, teacher, he's, right? he was the dance teacher you know cold dance yeah, yeah dance instructor uh, whatever but actually is an undercover cop shikhandi he's basically playing the no no mahabharat man arjun uh, ah, right, 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 uh, when they course. all go into hiding right arjuna becomes a, a dance Sorry, teacher becomes and a dance teacher oh yeah well played emasculated yeah. whatever and everything yeah he right, plays yeah. non male uh, yeah so it's basically that transformation yeah, yeah. back to hero Shikandi becoming uh, Arjun, yes. And and yeah. he does it very fast. So there's in like some three seconds, he beats up uh, yeah, some yeah. seven baddies and then they play yeah. it back for you in slow motion. Yeah. <laughs> it is quite this is This is that... Uh, I mean, even like Sherlock Holmes, Guy Ritchie likes to do this a lot. Yes, of where, course. You know, Sherlock Holmes has that thing where they... They yeah. would have measured the entire, I'll do this, I'll do that, I'll yeah. hit you on the head and then uh, maximum impact, whatever. And then they show it in slow. Uh, there was, uh, just to quickly sidebar, there was this uh, cartoon called Ren and Stimpy. Have you heard of it? No. no. Okay, so Ren and Stimpy, Some I, I don't even remember much about it. Some two creatures, they go on to all sorts of uh, random adventures. It's just very sardonic uh, humor and everything. And at one point, they're watching a... Uh, this will give you an example of the kind of humor it was. At one point, they're watching a nature documentary and they're watching uh, something where they see the, and then the frog, you know, that David Attenborough, Planet Earth voice, and then the frog attacks the fly and swallows the fly, right? So that's kind of yeah. the line that's happening. They show the zipping of the tongue coming out and grabbing the fly. And then they show it in slow motion. Let's see what really happened there. And they show it in slow motion. The tongue comes out, reaches the fly. Slaps it three, four times, <laughs> then grabs it, and then pulls it in. So that's wow. the kind of humor that Red Shippy had. Like, somehow that has always been stuck in my head whenever I see any of these. Uh, let me explain what happened in slow motion and show wow. you the stuff that was not actually visible. Excellent. Okay. Um, random random, random yeah. rabbit holing. Uh, so when you were explaining that, I was reminded of uh, the magic loogie in Seinfeld. <laughs> Which turns me dare, mind you. <laughs> And lands on what Luis, Luis Hernandez. Yeah. Anyway. What else about Vikram Veda? It's great that uh, they were able to push the script to get remade. It is a good script and I'm glad it got uh, picked up. And uh, uh, it's always good to see filmmakers and scriptwriters transfer, transferring from one industry to the other and getting an opportunity to work with bigger budgets and things like that. So I think overall it's a net good. And I enjoy the movie, to be frank. Yeah. This is... I'm creating content here by saying something, but yeah, I, yeah. to be fair, I quite enjoy the movie. You're like that person who uh, will go to a movie, will say popcorn is unhealthy, but hey, we're at the movie, so we have to have popcorn yeah, now, right? <laughs> with some cheese on the yeah, side, yeah. please. <laughs> Everything much. YOLO. One more thing with the performances, uh, Seth really struggles, to be honest. Ah. Like, uh, I mean, the role doesn't give him much and then he really struggles to... Uh, match up to everything that's happening on the other side. Radhika plays fine. Most of the supporting cast is uh, pretty decent. I don't know a lot of the names, a uh, bunch of new people, but they're all uh, pretty decent. And uh, I mean, it's uh, 
good masala pot boiler good stuff work for me yeah good stuff yeah cool let's talk about what you've been watching nitin this week i saw a big budget blockbuster about ancient warring kingdoms featuring palace intrigue with women calling the shots it featured rousing action sequences and a sweeping epic soundtrack but enough about the woman king i watched nice. selvan <laughs> boom goes the dynamite <laughs> indeed uh, yeah shout out to one of our shout out to one of our uh, favorite uh, podcast that both of us listen to the slash filmcast now known as the filmcast it's one of the jokes they like to do where they compare one movie to another and uh, yeah so much for explaining the joke go ahead it we'll keep right. doing this off <laughs> the bait and switch <laughs> yeah thanks thanks for yes. explaining yeah but uh, yes i saw ponin selvan which uh, i think after vikram has been the most anticipated tamil film of the year and uh, like vikram has been extremely successful it's i think been declared a big uh, mega hit and there is a sequel in the works as well which should uh, hit the screens in 2023 ponninadi vaakanume igariya samari poldukulla I found the movie uh, quite generic, which is not something you generally say about a Maniratnam film, right? Uh, I've uh, watched, mm-hmm. uh, I think I've watched pretty much all his Tamil films. Uh, some of them work really well. Some of them absolutely don't work for me. And there are some quirks uh, uh, that, you know, every Maniratnam film brings to the fore. For instance, the dialogue is always very uh, stilted, right? And very unnatural. for instance and very often i find that you know sometimes sequences are very contrived and the finishes are not landed too well bombay is a good example there a fantastic movie and it just completely goes off the rails towards the end because it had to end i guess he ran out of time yeah there are there are movies that work so nayagan uh, talabadi are great movies i feel either uh, uh, to which we spoke about sometime back is fantastic it's a movie i love iruvar kannatil muttamettal etc and then there are a whole bunch of other movies especially the recent ones he's made uh, okay kanmani Uh, Chekka Chavanda Vanam and Kattru Velidai, which have which have really not hit the spot at all and didn't do too well either. And then there is Pony and Selvan, which, you know, it's the first Maniratnam film that I've seen mm-hmm. where if you did not tell me it was a Maniratnam movie, I would not know it was his movie. And I don't think that is true for any other film of his uh, that I've seen. It just felt so generic, right? They've they've taken obviously a very popular Tamil novel, uh, something that. for years i think right from the days of mm-hmm. mgr and shivaji they've been talking about making a movie out of ponin selvan and they've just been scratching their heads over how to do it because you know there's so much of material in the book uh, yeah. there was talk of it being made as a mini series kamal hasan originally had the rights to make this movie and just couldn't figure out how to make it uh, there were plans for him and rajnikanth together to act in in one version of this movie and eventually handed over the rights you know, to maniratnam who who has been working on this project now for the last 2 3 years and the movie is okay have you right? have i'm not have you read the I, book do, do did you have some familiarity with the source material like do you know what the story is and all of that is it one of those things that gets uh, whatever spoken of in school or in homes then you roughly know it even without reading it is it that so yes i have heard a lot about this book right now it is one of the more modern pieces of fiction to come out of tamil literature it was written i think around the 1950s 1960 something tamil obviously is a very ancient language so there is a lot of ancient uh, you know writing scriptures poetry in tamil and for some reason when when i was learning tamil in school that's what i was mostly uh, you know exposed to 
a lot of the uh, prehistoric literature which is all fantastic by the way it would have been great to have punian selvan in uh, you know in school i do i'm not that comfortable reading a novel in tamil so it's punian selvan is not something i ever picked up but i'm aware of the book aware of the story and you know what the broad themes of the book are uh, there are a couple of very poorly written english translations which i started and then gave up on but i know the broad beats of the story right it's about mm-hmm. the you know chola kingdom in palace intrigue and and what not it's 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 the story is is fine right it's it's more about the characters the events where they're placed in history and uh, i'm sure there's a lot of depth uh, that's added in the book itself and the biggest challenge for maniratnam would have been to bring it to uh, you know to the movie screen and to adapt it yeah. into a length that works for a feature mm-hmm. movie feature length movie right and you can see that that should have been challenging because it's this movie is chock full of characters events and incidents and you do feel some parts of that are rushed through he couldn't have necessarily made you know a, a three part movie or a or a five uh, episode mini series out of it either because i don't know how much of that material which really pops out on the book would necessarily yeah. lend themselves to great uh, you know experience on cinema so i'm fine with all of that right i don't think the story was rushed or whatever i think the, mm-hmm. it was fine the story was actually fine the screenplay was fine what i found generic was that it it seemed like any director shankar could have done this right in fact it it huh. felt at many points it felt like a shankar movie it didn't feel like a maniratnam movie and i think that's that's the biggest uh, disappointment mm. of the movie and the acting was okay you had obviously a lot of stars uh, yeah. the the two stars that really stood out for me were uh, unfortunately not given enough screen time and that's aishwarya mm-hmm. rai and trisha right they yeah. play the two uh, key the female leads in the movie uh, both of them have substantial characters right and very very strong characters that they play but because there are so many uh, men as well in the story they end up getting more mm. of the screen time i think maniratnam uh, i think aishwarya rai is his muse right like he's been uh, he's had yeah. her in his movies right from iruvar i think which was in the late 90s and then there was guru and uh, there was ravanan mm. as well i i don't even know when aishwarya rai last acted in a movie right and i was actually surprised to see her right i didn't know that she was in this film yeah. and suddenly she pops out and she is phenomenal she looks brilliant uh, maniratnam does i mean the camera work does yeah. a very good uh, does very good work with her uh, trisha is also fantastic i think uh, she won the miss chennai back in the late 90s and then got into cinema so in this movie you have miss world and miss chennai <laughs> facing off uh, against nice. each other and there is one shared moment right a very mass massy moment where mm. they they come okay. face to face they pitted against each other not necessarily uh, mm. on the same side and and i think the build up to that moment is pretty pretty solid pretty spectacular okay i would have really loved a movie that spent a lot more time on on these two characters uh, rather than vikram and uh, karthi and jayam ravi mm. i mean these are okay i mean yeah the okay. action is generic the special effects are okay i mean we've in a post bahubali world this doesn't yeah, really I was going to ask yeah it does it, it I was going to ask what's the how's the quality of the production and all of that does it really do the crowd scenes work do the uh, set pieces pop like a bollywood pop or has popped right, right. And, yeah, and that's yeah. that's the sad thing right i don't think that really is maniratnam's forte he's never done mm-hmm. this kind of a movie mm-hmm. before i don't think anybody in tamil cinema has done something of this kind rajamouli obviously that is his speciality mm-hmm. so Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think Mani's uh, work really matches up to mm-hmm. anywhere near where Bahubali or even uh, RRR went. It's okay. It's yeah, like I said, it didn't feel like a Mani Ratnam film. It's it, it's okay. They had to make a movie out of this book and they made it. Yeah. Hooray. Might be pushing you into hot take territory here, but uh, 
do you think money's i have felt he has been losing relevance over a while do you think uh, the right. new guard has taken over so much that uh maybe uh, i, I definitely he he's definitely uh, you know I, i think he's definitely plateaued and i i in fact feel he pla- started plateauing long before uh, even this mm-hmm. movie right like his last few outings have been quite yeah. quite strange right i'd say his uh, his golden face was probably the 90s maybe even the 80s exactly. right obviously you had nayagan yeah. in the 80s the 90s and maybe the early 2000s there a couple of very early very good, 2000s really. yeah Yeah so I I said the early movies he did with Madhavan were very good. I I'm not a big fan of Alai Paide which was obviously the earliest mm-hmm. of those but Kannathil Muthamittal yeah. and Aidarthu were really hit the spot for me. I, I don't think Maniratnam made any interesting movies at least to me after that. That's what even I kind of stopped that. Again, I don't regularly watch Tamil movies so unless it bubbles up from you or other friends it's not going to uh, pop on my radar and nothing really has popped since yeah since the mid 2000s i think yeah what what has he done since the mid 2000s that anybody would really the the interesting one that he did was ravan uh, also mm-hmm. ravanam in tamil which was uh, yeah bilingual but, but that was so basically mid 2000s right again if you cross that would have been 2000, 05 07 No no I think it was okay. more it was closer 2010 maybe even 2011 I'm I'm not sure actually but okay. I, I really think yeah I mean but you're right I think right from the mid 2000s all the way until now mm-hmm. uh, has been yeah. a face of pretty much disappointing stuff like okay kanmani and uh, katravali there have been some terrible movies his last film before this yeah. was was outrageously bad it's uh, chekkat chavandavanam which again is that's that major super uh, multi-starer no, no, that, like you were talking yeah exactly so that's yeah. that again is another one of those multi-starers in tamil cinema that we yeah. are talking about right it is so vijay setupati and uh, arvind swami simbu. and uh, simbu yes that's right yeah uh, that was such a bad movie it, it, it that movie was it almost felt like a school project right like one scene would end <laughs> end abruptly like out of nowhere the movie itself felt like you know like it never went through the edit process or whatever it was terrible the other thing that is disappointing for me about ponian selvan and of course this is subjective i also feel ar rahman has not really been at the top of his game for a few years now but i would say even longer uh, yeah i'm sure, trying yeah. to be politically correct but yeah, uh, yeah. one thing that rahman uh, would always land would be the maniratnam mm. movies right yes and his work would always stand out in a mani film it would be interesting it would be different it is true for chekka chavandavanam it was true for katravelli veli dai okay kanmani actually is one of his better uh, recent albums i would say uh, but this movie again it's even air rahman has phoned it in man like i, I don't yeah. know what to say right like apparently he was originally planning to give it a more modern twist give the music a more modern twist but he was asked to keep it more in in line with you know the period in which the movie said period feel and mm-hmm. I, i don't know it felt again you blindfold me i wouldn't be able to tell you it's a rahman project of course he sings yeah. a couple of songs i think that would be a giveaway but yeah, yeah i feel like even rahman at least again same thing nothing is really pop for me in a while now I, i'd say yeah enough of my uh, monologuing on ponian selvan it it now seems as pointless <laughs> as ponian selvan <laughs> itself so <laughs> Okay so that was it for this episode of uh, the intermission uh, we will be back next week uh, probably with uh, the woman king that uh, i really wanted to talk about uh, we might have some other things to talk about as well please like uh, rate review uh, subscribe share our podcast with your friends if you like it if you have feedback please write to us at youintermission@gmail.com or uh, you can uh, uh, tag us on twitter also at youintermission 
this is uh, dodi and uh, thank you nitin uh, thank you dodi nitin signing off